Oh my God. Jasmine, look at that butt. Uh, it's Jawsbreakers. I don't know what that meant, and I don't know what anything Woo! means because my name is Brett. That one is Jasmine, and this is another episode of Jawsbreakers, the Scary Funny Shark Show, where we talk, we watch, you know, scary, sort of scary sometimes, shark movies with you on Twitch, and then we do a podcast about it every every time we do that. And that's what this is, a podcast that you're listening to. Uh, welcome, dear listener. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, how have you been? Hello. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about that. I hope it gets better. Um, you're just don't ever forget that you matter. Um, you're important, and and many hands make for light work, and you belong. Never forget, dear listener, you belong. And you know who else belongs? Joining us today is maybe Chris Logan. The jury is out. We're not sure. Hi, Chris. Hi. I can confirm. Uh, on this podcast exclusive, I am Chris Logan. He is oh, holding yeah. up his social security card and his birth certificate. Um, All the proof you need, baby. Holding up his firstborn child. We're confirming that the eyeball scans are confirming they are a match indeed. Oh my gosh, it's so great to have you, Chris. We had you on the show earlier in the week when we watched a, a little ditty called Virus Shark. Um, thank you so much, first and foremost, for being a part of it. I mean, thanks for inviting me. It was a great time. I yeah. can honestly say I probably never would have seen Virus Shark if it wasn't for you. So I have you both to thank for that. So thank <laughs> I, you. I don't I don't think that you uh, I mean, I'm glad you were there, but necessarily like if you had not showed up, I don't think you would have missed much, to be honest. <laughs> you didn't need to see Virus Shark, but you saw it. I think my life is better for it. Well, are you? Yeah, you know, I'm realizing right now I didn't log it on my letterbox. Does this movie exist on Letterboxd? Oh, it sure it does. It does because Look I have that. the rating from Letterbox yeah. coming and at you. You know what? I probably would have never seen this movie had we not existed either. Um, so first off, before we get into it, Chris, uh, you are a podcaster yourself. A sh- you host a show as well, and I would like to hear about it. Well, sure. I co-host a podcast called Best of the Rest. It is a podcast about superhero movies. You know, those like really good ones like The Dark Knight and The Avengers that everyone loves. We don't talk. We don't talk about those movies. We're talking about the rest of them. So each week we take a second look at a superhero movie that was poorly received upon release. Then we only talk about the things we like and what the movie does well. So we've done episodes on Green Lantern daredevil uh teenage mutant ninja turtles three uh a lot of movies that most people uh not yet but that is coming soon and to be fair you actually did basically the entirety of teenage mutant ninja turtles during your tmnt3 i could not help talking about those first two i think for the most i mean critically they're not too well received but most people especially millennials Mm -hmm. people my age do love those movies so weren't quite right to have their own episode but i couldn't help diving into them on that episode because i love those personally movies so i loved it i love those movies as well so i loved actually hearing your guys's thought across the entire series it's almost kind of like a deep dive if you will the most comprehensive talk about teenage mutant ninja turtles on the internet if you think about it that way hey i like that title i'll start using that sure thank you yeah yeah you know and- i love we love being positive on the show there's enough people out there being <laughs> negative jerks on the internet you've probably <laughs> but, well hang on kudos to you for lifting up your listener at the beginning of the show telling them that they matter that was oh my they, were, they were having a bad day i could tell i could feel yeah. it and i saw ether. it in their eyes and you you lifted up you did the part and that's very Through uh 
through my binoculars in the van i could see it in their eyes as they left the grocery store today i just saw the life was starting to beat them down they they were questioning their decisions at home and at work oh is that is that where i am right now a van you just took the bag off my head he's currently just tapping he's currently just hacking into everyone's computer you you wouldn't be able to know you're in a van because i got all these blankets covering up all the windows right right, yes that is where a lot there's a lot of candy in here yeah. Uh, most recently, as of this recording, you guys talked about Venom, which I enjoyed greatly. I listened to it just just very, just today, just this very day. Oh, well, um, thank you. Thank you for checking that out. A sequel coming out soon. Figured as a yes, I'm excited good time to revisit that original. Yeah, it was it was a great discussion on Venom that highlights all the things that I overlooked in my first watching of that movie, because I'll be honest, I didn't care about that movie so much when I watched the first time. But the second and third times, I kind of really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed listening to you guys break it down and helping me realize the reasons why I liked that movie upon the second and third viewing. So, well, thank you for the kind words. I certainly appreciate it. Well, we're not talking about Venom here. We're here to talk about a different movie. We're here to talk yeah, about something Laker. that's worse than Venom, and that's a virus shark. That's for sure. Uh, but. And and I know we, I know I keep putting off virus shark, uh, but Jasmine, you're here as well. How are how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, to be honest, for totally forgot about today, even though you reminded me, and uh, I apologize for that. Uh, not doing too great on the well, co-host part here. Chris Logan is going to take my job. Yeah. Well, now. <laughs> speaking on that, I mean, like that was the smoothest uh, Twitch show we've ever streamed ever really literally ever like thing we had if we had any technical issues i already don't remember them because they were just blips on the radar because as soon as chris logged on there it was like he was like our lucky charm he was like our blessed uh angel looking over us as as this thing happened and uh it it went more smoothly than anything else we've ever tried so maybe we just need to replace you with him full time that's actually a, my my life hack is that I do a show based on positivity. So I just built up tons of good karma. <sighs> so I just I just expended a little bit when I came onto the show. I got plenty of it. Trust me. OK, well, good. Well, I hope we didn't exhaust uh, your stores of positivity because we're going to talk about virus shark. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, virus shark. Um, Jasmine, I'm going to let you take over here. Read us the, the little ditties about this here film. Sure. I will lay down them facts about virus shark so virus shark um was a movie that came out in 2021 so amidst all of the coronavirus happenings this movie was released uh april 13th it's about i want to say an hour and 14 minutes long to me it didn't seem like the movie was that long seemed shorter but that's what the web that's what the internet says Mm -hmm. um also, uh, it got like a 1.7 out of 10 on IMDb, so not so good. A 0.5 out of 5 on Parent Preview, and uh, 1.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Wow. So and then, Audiences and then, are not hot on this movie, are they? And then, and then 45% of Google users like this movie, so... Wow. Um, well, it's actually a high amount compared to the other ratings. For so Jasmine, now that you said all that, what was what did you think overall about this film? Don't you don't have to give me like a, I'm not asking for like an hour long diatribe on 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 it. I'm telling you, what's your overall impressions of it? I thought there could positivity be more. Podcast. I you thought, thought there, there could, could be, be more. more. OK. All right. Mm-hmm. Chris, what, what about you? What 
what were your thoughts going in? What was, what was it like witnessing this thing and how did you digest it later? You know, going in, I was expecting uh, almost like sci-fi channel levels of just bad acting, bad special effects, but maybe a fun time, a fun story mm-hmm. and kind of got that. Honestly, watching the movie, it just felt like a student film, whether yeah, maybe not even college, maybe like high school buddies get together, except everyone in this movie is like 40 years old. Yeah, uh, but the the look of it, the grade of cameras that they were using, the acting, it all felt very much uh i mean amateur is almost too high of praise i looked up the director of this movie uh mark polina um i didn't really see a whole lot of movies shout out Um, mark yeah i didn't see a whole lot of movies from him Um, do you do we know anything about this man or person um i know that he's known for land shark okay so he's got more than one movie to his name uh camp murderer Okay. Murder. So he's got it. You don't have to go through the whole thing, but so he's got a few credits. He's known for four movies. So it's not going to be like when our movie inevitably drops and my name's on it, and people are like, "There's no information about this man anywhere." Oh my gosh, you're going to put that on the internet. Uh oh. Um, You're going to find your MySpace. Are we going to get an IMDb rating for that? Um. Yeah. So I, from the moment you said it during the live stream, when you said this looks like it might have been filmed by like by junior college students as a part of like a project i couldn't get it out of my head i mean from the cinder block staircase hall uh you know they definitely used the school as a setting i think that was pretty clear i think so i mm-hmm. just everything about it screamed that um you mentioned like maybe there'd be like some sci-fi level special effects i think it didn't even quite even reach that well um, uh let me just input there the budget for this movie was 182 dollars <laughs> oh, wow. hey hey you so, know what props i i give you all the props in the world cast and crew of, of virus shark that is not very much money to squeak that's out impressive a movie. that is incredibly impressive that's I mean, they less... most, I mean, they mostly used whatever was in the school or facility that they mm-hmm. were in. I think the only time that there was like special effects was when they enter entered the clips of the sharks or. Um, and then there's makeup the, effects in the final the act of this movie. Yeah. And then, and then there was that weird door thing that was supposed to like be taking them to like the escape pod and stuff. Uh, yeah, that I was mean... absolutely a dark room entrance in a school because I, I did. I took photography in high school and we threw that circular door to get to the dark room. That's absolutely what that special door was. Ah, see, they're banking on us not knowing what that is. And we, me and Jasmine did not at all. I thought they just made like a tube like thing to like just one per like, and you know, like it feels like literally just like what, like they were trying to like make it like seem like they were like, right. right. I, shot it, it spins that way so that only one side can be open at a time. So light can never get in to That's the smart. Door. Well, that's uh, well, give them major props for operating under that budget. That's even less than Ouija Shark, um, famous to this podcast, Ouija Shark. Um, but I will say that it, it, this movie lacks a lot of the charm that Ouija Shark had. Um, specifically, like Ouija Shark has great music. Um, I, I feel like sound design goes a long way in a movie, like. If the sound is off in a movie, it just kind of throws. Oh my God, I'm stealing best of the rest content here. Uh, you guys were just talking about that today. Sound design in a movie, making the movie. Um, but you're you're absolutely right. Um, the sound in this movie 
you know, they they had a decent boom mic to capture dialogue, but can you anybody remember any of the music or uh, atmosphere I of mean, this movie? Other than generic, everything sounded stock. Yeah, generic, generic stock. Sci-fi sounds were boop, boop. Yeah, there was some sonar like boop, 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 that seemingly random. Um, there's man i i really want to take a page out of best of the rest and be positive throughout this whole thing so uh i'm gonna throw this on jasmine jasmine uh let's just talk about the plot we haven't talked about the plot yet bring up the plot let's let's highlight all the positive things about this movie uh budget notwithstanding um okay so basically in this movie we have a underwater facility Uh um that where like there are some scientists there that are trying to find a cure for this said virus using um sharks and i guess underwater creatures of some sort and uh, sharks are underwater creatures in fact i don't know if they used more than that but mostly sharks they only show the one great white great great white they only throw the one great white excuse me i can't talk um that was my that was my real voice uh this is me acting right now Mm. um but yeah, so they we open up on like a scientist and my God, what was that guy's name? Uh, Duke Larson. Duke Larson. Duke Larson. The who I thought would be like standing tall at the end of the movie. This looked like um, our hero. Like for our, those of you who'd like guy. to know, uh, Duke Larson's real name is Ken Van Sant. That Von. sounds like his real name. In Von That's Von. also a cool name. He could have used that. Those they are should both have, cool names. They mm-hmm. should, he should have been in the credits as himself. Like that would have been <laughs> too perfect. It's this man with this very like 80s sort of, I don't want to say perm, but very curly, just kind of like. He could have totally been like. He showed up to work that day looking the, like that. Like he could have been used as like the main character on the poster. And I mm. think people would like want to watch so, it. So we open up on them. He's sort of kind of wrangling the shark, kind of keeping it at bay, trying to get a sample for our scientist, who ends up being, for the most part, the main character of this of the entire movie. Um, and through a very uh, low-budget splash, he gets a cut on his arm. Uh, a bite. They, they say it it's a bite. a bite, but... It's a cut. Boy. Uh, I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to be real here. I don't even remember the main scientist's name, like I mean, her character name. Anyone remember what it is? Uh, no. I believe it's girl with glasses. Is that not? Yeah. What was her name? I know the other scientist's <laughs> name. Girl with glasses, otherwise known as Gwen. I remember um, Anne because everyone hated Anne. Everyone hates Anne. Anne is so, another scientist on the research station. And she is also, I guess, the medical doctor there because Duke Larson uh shows up to try and get uh, patched up she's not there and he literally just takes some gauze and wraps around his arm and yells thanks for nothing mm-hmm. Me- meanwhile we get an occasional brief glimpse of Anne wandering the station as some sort of and zombie with like her flesh virus. exposed on her face she got infected and she turned very fast she immediately was covered mm-hmm. in you know grotesque makeup and losing control of her facilities and whenever they talked about you know a potential cure they're like what about Anne?" and they're like no we don't have time we gotta yeah. we gotta go no. so they're they, like, they were very much um, like fuck Anne the whole movie very um, dispendable they they were and to be honest uh she deserved more also, I don't know why my my uh, camera is. Don't, don't worry about blurry. it. We don't. 
people are listening for the most part. Um, like, but it's I'm going to go ahead real quick because we're getting into some characters. I'm just going to list uh, the actors, who they played. All right, but make it um, quick. I want to I wanna snappy snappy. Okay, we got Yoli Canales as Jojo. Don't remember who Jojo was at all. Um, Sarah Dutert? Jojo is one of the like uh, Mad Max type marauder people not marauders oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was marauders or something else but we'll get to that we got titus Him- himmelberger as gregory mclandon jamie morgan as christy parks dr gregory um jamie morgan as christy parks we've got steve diaspara as richter we have richter. natalie richter. himmelberger like the janitor maintenance man was richter yeah married I it mean, like if you're Dr. if you're making Gregory a movie with this budget, you're married. dragging in like your loved ones. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, they're married. They sure. have the same last name. They're a married couple. That doesn't mean they're married. Year. They could have been brother and sister for all you know, Jasmine. I, I mean, guess. we have the same last name. When our names are in the credits, I hope people don't assume we're married. Although that could be true. I have to put in parentheses brother, parentheses sister. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Noise J. Lawton as Mace, and then obviously Ken Vincent as Duke Larson. Those are the those are the actors and their characters. Exactly. That makes me wonder if like the mutants we see towards the end. Spoiler alert: um, are actually the other actors like d- dressed up? I wonder. Yeah, and in Probably. case in, in case like any listeners just got whiplash where you mentioned that there's mutants at the end of this movie. Oh yeah, that's we're... that's the whiplash we felt whenever it happened. Yes, because they finally sure. escaped the underground facility. She finds her way to land, and there's like a cyclops and another green monster chasing after her in the Indeed. woods. Indeed. Indeed. But we're just in a totally there, different movie. Chris, you're the guest here, and um, I do want to incorporate more than just the positivity from your show, but I want to crown a Mark Strong winner if you if you're okay with it. Oh yeah, yeah. So of course, saying you want to crown a Mark Strong Award winner—that's just self-explanatory. But mm-hmm. just in case, yeah. just in just case in someone case, doesn't know, in case someone doesn't know, Mark Strong Award winners are—they highlight the performance in the movie that we feel like brings out the best of the movie. Their performance raises the quality of the movie overall and um without them it would be noticeably felt like it's just not the same movie obviously mark strong was from green lantern correct and lifted that whole movie up yeah his turn as sinestro is the best part of that movie the movie goes from uh i don't know a five out of ten to a 12 out of ten because of his performance there you go so uh jasmine while you think about who your mark strong award winner is uh and chris just in case you haven't thought given it any thought i'm willing to put myself on a limit here and give my Mark Strong Award winner. And that is going to be to whoever it was that played Dr. Anne. Um, I feel like Dr. Anne is the unsung heroic actress of this movie. Um, she really put herself into being a flesh-starved, diseased shark zombie person. Um, but there was one scene that I thought really could have been leaned into more throughout the movie. And that's when she wanders into just the bathroom and looks into the mirror and her faculties return to herself as she looks upon what she's become. And you can see that she's kind of starting to regain her humanity somewhat. And I, I saw this spark there before she inevitably, I think it was, she just collapsed for no reason. Um, yeah. And, and then she goes back to hunting people down. Exactly. She finds Dr. Gregory in the cell stairwell and bites him. Uh, who Dr. Gregory, it, it, throughout you know this beginning part of portion of the movie, he's stolen the cure that they've worked so the hard. Villain. 
I'm one uh, of the villains. Right. He's stolen the cure that he's worked so hard to do. Uh, they've, they've all worked so hard to supply for the world in order to sell it to the highest bidder up top on land. And he's very much the Ned from Jurassic Park in this endeavor. Uh, spoiler alert, he does not make it. Um, the sharks get him in the, the elevator that sends you up top side. Uh, we also get a character that's very much like this shadowy sort of like man in black, although it's a woman, not that it matters, but it, this woman in black sort of character who's implied to be very dangerous and treacherous and controls a lot of stuff up top who also like just the main character, the main scientist lady girl with glasses wig, she knows by name and she's like, you know, you can't trust her. Yada, yada, yada. Um, we get a brief scene with her on the, on the, on the telly screen there while she's talking to Dr. Gregory. And this is the first time we get a look at some of the symptoms of the disease, not counting Dr. Ann. This is like the onset of the disease. And that is being pockmarked with what appears to be droplets of blood, almost polka dotting the person. Um, yeah, it's like they sweat blood maybe. Yeah, but it's, it somehow stays almost like someone was applying it. Um, with like a paintbrush or something or a makeup brush. Um, and then the longer it took for them to set up the scene and, and, and start rolling, it just starts to like, you know, the humidity or the sweat or the right, temperature right. in the room kind of makes it start to like, you know, drizzle down. It, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best FX makeup. And so this character whose name I can't remember implies that you need to hurry with the cure because things up top have gotten very 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 bad we're not given an exact timetable of how long this research been, has been happening um we're not giving we're not even really given the strong set of rules for what the disease exactly does other than the examples of dr ann and this now blood sweating lady um inevitably the only person that makes it back up top uh is our our heroine uh Gwig. uh she does make it up top and I just need to point out real quick that they were in an ocean with great white sharks and she washes up on shore of what is obviously a lake with lily pads and, and surrounded by a dense tons, uh, tons of wood. Like this forest. is like, like they, when they showed the video footage of the underwater facility, it looked straight up like one of those ones that are like, like, like tons of meters down below like ocean like, floor like ocean floor type situation and then all of a sudden it's like there's no look there's the budget was what 182 dollars they're not they're not flying out to the to the beach to the coast to get that shot you you work with what you got you work it, with it what just you got, was very sure. surprising to me because most likely she would have just been at the top of the ocean she probably yeah. wouldn't have watched i can't help but draw parallels with our own movie because we live landlocked in the state great state of west virginia where there are no oceans to film at so you're gonna i mean although i'm not gonna pretend that we're at the ocean either i just want to point that out there but they you work with what you got they certainly did uh quig wanders around the woods for a little while um after washing ashore Wash the shore completely dry, by the way, laying on the shore banks. Indeed. Totally a, dry clothes. Her right glasses were right her. next to her. Like her glasses were literally <laughs> yeah. arm length away. Cure in hand. Um, and what we what she encounters next can only be described as militia rapists that are infected with a deadly disease. It's supposed the, to be like this, you know, a pop, it's, it's implying this apocalyptic yes. world where 
everyone's infected and nobody can trust each other and right and, and society like has society has collapsed to a point where pockets of humanity are basically mad maxian road warriors essentially cannibals minus the cars and we're introduced to the characters of garbage jojo and their leader mace now mace by the way getting my mark strong award I'm i was gonna, gonna go say my backup my my second in <laughs> command here is Mace, if not for some really creepy lines that I just there, yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of all the dialogue, but he didn't write the movie, but no. he, he put everything he had into that performance. And that he you know, did. This movie's obviously these actors aren't really actors. I don't think mm-hmm. that's any of their day job. They probably so, didn't get paid for this movie either. I, I, yeah, like. if they did, it was literally maybe like a you know, like Taco a, Bell lunch. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But or credit. He, he, he was swinging for the fences, though. He went for it. Some of the p- actors here are like, you know, like, yeah, I'll do the movie. I'll technically say the lines, but mm-hmm. the, the effort wasn't really I'm there, the main protagonist. Were... <laughs> I feel like Jojo yeah. was also very into it as well. Like, whoever's mom Jojo was. I li- actually, oh, that's yeah. what I was thinking really about giving just... my award to was Jojo, because I actually yeah. really like Jojo. Yeah. Of all the characters, when they're supposed to be afraid, the only one that I kind of bought any actual fear from was Jojo when she's attempting to push a canoe into the water. And yeah, she did not want to go into the water. I don't know why. Did. I don't know why. That's she was, I digged I don't her know why would. That's what I, I was like wondering it. while she was walking through the woods and dealing with these crazy people. Is I'm like, how are we getting back to the sharks in this movie? Because they're trying to explain to her through this dialogue that the world's broken down. There's cannibals, like you said, and there's these things called marauders. Now, uh, garbage is sent to go fetch water, and he encounters two such marauders. Which Chris, you brought it up earlier. They're clearly these guys dressed up like. They're like work masks. They're like, like work D- Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween like, level masks. I was gonna say D level Star Wars background aliens, sort of like you could see their their like <laughs> neck and stuff underneath yeah. the mask. Yeah, so these marauders are people that have fu- fully mutated. Um and I I guess they're I guess the, the final stages of the disease. So this is the, it's the other thing. We're never like really given the full ru- rules of what the disease does. I'm assuming you, the early stages are you sweat blood. Uh, you inevitably lose faculty, your mind faculties and you uh, turn into like a zombie flesh starved creature before finally mutating fully into a marauder. Um, the timetable seemed pretty inconsistent too, because we see Anne get infected and very quickly she's at like that zombie level. Whereas very much so. You, you we know, never saw her Duke got like scratched and he never really changed. And our 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 trio on land all seems to be infected because they have like the blood sweat, but yes. who knows how long they've been infected. But they haven't turned. Exactly. They still can talk. They can still carry on full right. conversations, especially Mace, who has these lines like, you know, you look real pretty. Mm. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have some fun with you later. Ooh. And then Jojo's like, Yeah, we are. I'm like, no, I don't like this at all. Like, no, bad I mean, dialogue. I think, bad dialogue, but they never, they never, they never get gross. They never show any of that thing. No, this, it's just implied there. grossness. This is um, very yeah. much. This is not a family movie, but like you, your family could watch, could potentially watch this movie, and nobody's getting nightmares at night. Ends up, they, they all unless, die. Unless you're just scared of like bad movies, I guess. I do love that you mentioned he went. He had to go fetch water, and people are probably picturing like. You know, that bar across his shoulders, the two pails on either mm-hmm. side. He literally has just a a, a thermos <laughs> that he dips yes. into the lake. So it's like, 
Yeah, which is supposed to be an ocean, mind you. But we, right. we're, we're right. not going to look. That's enough easy. for the three of them, I guess. That's fetching water. Yeah. Let's go fill up my thermos. The the gun sounds in this movie, too, were uh, and the gun not effects. very gun-like. No, not at all. Um, And which is funny. You would think that they would have better ability acting with these gun, these prop guns, given that they all look like they're from some sort of rodeo porno. Um. <laughs> but that could just be the way they were dressed, especially Dr. Gregory with his like, what do you call that handlebar goatee thing he had going on? Like he looked straight up out of a Western. He could or, have been or a, a rodeo porno or a rodeo porno. Exactly. Uh, yeehaw. And, uh, doggies. Ja- Jasmine did point out on the stream that that was a nice catch that whenever they point their guns to shoot at people like they're the gun goes off screen. So you don't yes. have to actually see the, the yes. muzzle flash. Or actually, I'm kind of a fan of that. Honestly, um, smart, I guess I think, you know, you work with what you have, but then shortly thereafter, we do see them try to put the effects on a gun in the middle of the shot. And it, it just kind of, that was the one shot they were willing to put the budget into. I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to do that, just, just do it all the way, you know, maybe even make them make the sounds with their mouths. Bang, bang. (laughs) You know, that'd be, well, I mean this, I don't know. It's just like, I know this movie wasn't supposed to be like anything great, but like, the, how I don't dare know if they were trying to be great? If they were trying to be silly, I really didn't understand where they were going with this movie. Like, there are some movies where you know, like uh, House Shark, intentional just is supposed to be silly. And, and pause then- the podcast since you brought it up, <laughs> Mr. Logan. If you have not seen this little movie called House Shark, I, I highly, I highly recommend it. It's my personal favorite of all the movies we have ever watched. It is I'll very share. low budget, okay. but it leans into the comedy as hard as you could possibly lean. Don't watch it with your kid. Um, <laughs> Noted. Oh, yeah, that sounds watch. like a good time. But yeah, because this one, it wasn't really going for jokes. It's not, it's not, you know, some movies are really cheesy and low budget and they kind of call attention to it. And that's why they're fun. It doesn't really do that. It's like it's trying to be a legit serious, but not serious movie. because the actors and some like the main actress. I'm sorry. I'm going to get this out there. I did. I don't like her acting. It, she literally was just reading lines. There was like no emotion. Like in serious scenes, you could see her smirking. And I'm just like, what, what is happening? She, she was not believable. I will give this movie some me. credit where credit is due. Uh, a very a very common trope in the shark movie genre is like everybody's just hot as hell. Like just the hottest people you can imagine. And they didn't do that. <laughs> do these are mean? normal. These, and I, that's not me being mean. I'm just saying these are normal human beings. Like these are average everyday citizens. The maintenance guy. I appreciate that because if I went to my work and sharks were attacking, not everybody is like a hunk or a hottie. Like they're not like if there was a movie about that, I mean, I'm not bad looking, but not everybody. This is good. Look can be as good looking as all right. I'm going to shut up now. If there's ever like a meet and greet with the cast, I hope you go up there and you meet them and like, look, I just want to compliment your movie. Y'all aren't hot. And that's, that's a good thing. No, no. I'm not saying that there was nothing attractive about any of these people. I'm just saying that they're, you guys know what I'm trying to say, right? There was no Channing Tatum wasn't cast 10 times this morning, you know, bargain. These are the type of Blake Lively wasn't cast 12 times. There was no, there was no shoehorned booby, booby shots. You know what I mean? There was no like, There was no shoehorned typical jock flexing his pecs. I think what you're trying to say, I I think what you're trying to say is these are actors, people that you could sympathize with. 
Um, and that like it, like you could see that yourself like in their shoes. Thank you. I'm not pretty either, even though I just said that I was. Well, so anyway, back to the movie here. So they decide through the dialogue, we learn that I guess fractions of the government slash military still exist somewhere on the planet. But the only way to get to them is, is the fastest oh, way quick, is through the water. Because we kind of skipped it. Um, the gang, the apocalyptic gang, they end up all dying. Okay. I mean, we'll get there. And, and, and then... And then... The military guy shows up. You're literally bypassing everything. You literally interrupted me to just finish what I was saying. So go ahead and just Well, say no, you just there. completely ignored the fact that the, everybody got murdered. I was getting there. We, I literally just said, through dialogue, we learn about this government military state that still exists on the world. And Mace's grand idea is to take the vaccine across the water in order to somehow sell this to them for profit for literally anything they want ignoring for the fact that they could take the 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 cure themselves and be healed nobody thinks of doing this why you have and she can make more she could theoretically make more with the she says that multiple times get me alive i'm the only person who can make more Exactly. And you have a big bottle of it. Like, how much of it do I need to cure myself? Because that's how much I'm going to take. And then I'm going to let you hold on to the rest until we get you someplace so you could save humanity. But no, Mace and his cronies are a little too short sighted. They're a little too greedy. And they all inevitably die before they can even get to. Uh, I mean, what's the point of uh, getting cured when all your family and friends are dead? Um, lots. I don't well, want to die of what's a the point of mutant disease. What's the point of selling it and getting money if you're not cured and you're going to die? Exactly. Thank you, Chris. True um, that. So at the beach here, we see JoJo gets eaten. She gets eaten by a shark, if I'm not mistaken. Jumps out of the water and grabs her. Uh, mm-hmm. Garbage yeah, gets... I think that's the only time we see like a uh, like a puppet shark. Like there's yeah. there's a tangible... Because uh, it's been in the water, it, they were all like 3D. That's right. I remember but this, now. they have like a they had it. They made a shark. Some of that hundred eighty-two dollars went towards a a foam shark, whatever that was made out of. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we see, you know, we also see uh, garbage gets taken down by the marauders, the mutant people. Um, and I forget exactly. I think Mace gets killed by the military guy who has this like World War II bucket helmet on for some reason. To be um, honest, yeah. I can't remember. I yeah, think I gets, just gets, delayed it shot, over. I think. Yeah. So the military man. <laughs> is like he just believes her story from the get-go and is like we have to get you to safety or something and then we literally cut to a scene of them on a submarine um she's clearly on a fence it cuts to her on a like at a fence with there's no yeah the submarine is surface so it's not it's not like you know underwater yes thank you out of the water Mm -hmm. and there's a shot of her leaning on what's supposed to be the top of the submarine but it's just a chain link fence and in the background you can see stadium lights and a uh, a goalpost from a football field again clearly out of school Jasmine, were you able to figure out anything about this movie, like where it was filmed, like like in city, state? Uh, I didn't see anything, but I can double check real quick. Yeah, you go ahead. Talk. Why do you do that? So we 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 zoom in on our our hero Gwig, girl with glasses, and she she on the top of her hand is bleeding droplets of blood. I guess it's accelerated in her faster than it does other people because she just drops the cure into the water. 
and her, throws her. I don't. Does she collapse over or just throws herself over? It was so unclear. I don't know yes. if she threw the the cure away and then jumped in the water to kill herself. I don't know if she accidentally dropped it and then out of desperation jumped in after it. I don't know if she collapsed because the acting of this movie, as we've said, is uh, not the best. So it was kind of unclear how we were supposed to feel about that scene. But yes. yeah, at any rate, she goes into the water along with really, the really bad at uh, work by the military there. Like the first thing you should do is secure the cure someplace within the submarine, ideally. Um, and then which also, by the way that we should say the cure is just a beaker full yes. of mountain dew <laughs> some kind of green liquid. and then secondly you need to secure the person who knows how to make it and make sure she's safe so why she was unescorted at the top of the submarine getting fresh air and dooming humanity i don't understand but that's the way it happens that's the way the movie ends and we are treated to a little a, a scene of a shark uh, coming in and eating the the cure, so I assume that one shark is cured. Um, the end. That was the end of the movie. Jasmine, did what you figure anything else? No, I just see this in the United States. Excellent. Um, well, that was virus shark. Um, clearly, I, I don't remember what the, what was the the virus called. It was it was definitely a play on COVID nineteen. It was like S arch. Did they ever say it in the movie? I was reading. I don't the remember them ever saying. Uh, I like read the description of the movie on Amazon, and it was like, yeah, Shivid nineteen, but which I thought was kind of funny. But they never say it in the movie, so I Indeed. think I thought of that afterwards. There is so often when we watch movies like this i want more information i want to know how they made it i want to know the process i want to know what the behind the scenes were like and obviously because of the low budget nature of this movie and the very like almost guerrilla filming of some of them um like we're just we just they're just untold stories that we may never find out um and and, and I feel like the ending again i just felt like there could have been so much there should have been more like like it was so random. Oh, the military came and we're going to go get the cure and just save everybody. And then she just tosses it into the ocean. It's like, where did that even come? Like what? Like, it wow. was the disease was or was shivid one, which was spread by a shark bite. So knowing that I'm assuming sharks are the originator of the virus that have been spread across the entire planet. immediately killed the podcast just trying to think about that for a <laughs> uh, there's not enough information like in yes. the movie like whenever she goes to the surface and we see that first of all she's walking through the woods and there's like a severed arm on the ground are you okay <laughs> they had a literal <laughs> that was great are you okay yeah. and then she sounds almost like her Hello? feelings are hurt when he doesn't answer and she's like Oh, okay. And then she just walks away. I couldn't tell if she could tell that he was dead and not talking to her, or if her feelings were actually hurt that he well, was. Well, it's it's unclear to me. Was the her. world like this whenever she went under, or did they go under before the world went to hell? Precisely. And uh, we don't know. Real quick, you know those fun things where the director always puts themselves in sort of sort of like a bit cameo in the movie. I bet that guy on the ground was probably the director. <laughs> How much you wanted yeah. that? Um, a safe bet. Yeah. Um, wow. So that was Virus Shark. Uh, Chris, do you know how I would personally make a movie called Virus Shark? Because this is what I thought the movie was going to be. And I was mistaken. And then also kind of excited because I want to make this movie now. Th this is my intellectual property. Nobody steal this. One. 
but get it, get get at me. I will sell the idea. I, I am for sale. Um, so do you remember? I don't remember what it's called, but there was an old movie where somebody is sick and they have this like disease or something valuable inside of them. I can't remember what it is, and they have to shrink the submarine full of heroes and then inject them into the bloodstream of the person in order to enact the plan and retrieve whatever. Or oh, blood. the magic school bus. Yeah, no. sort of like that exactly. <laughs> but with sharks, imagine sharks the size of viruses throughout your bloodstream and they're they're pathogens they spreading throughout humanity and eating people alive from the inside so you have a uh a submarine that gets shrunken down full of heroes and they must combat the sharks inside of your own blood vessels how cool would that movie have been i'd watch that sure i would make that movie if i could figure out special effects get at me hollywood guys i Oh, Sorry. Speaking of, you know, this movie wasn't what we thought from the title or the cover. I thought it was just going to be like a shark attack movie and the sharks have a virus that just makes them more aggressive. It makes them stronger. It makes them bigger. Some excuse so that they start attacking humans. And that's it. Like, I thought it would attack people on boats, attack, attack people swimming by the shore. And we just have a typical shark attack movie. So the fact that it was like a virus that in, infected and transferred humans into mutants. I mean, I did not see that coming. It's not what I signed up for. There was uh, a lot less shark in this movie than I thought there was going to be. 100%. Um, it was like, it wasn't like, I felt like a virus movie and they just added sharks to it. I, I'm curious if there's like an algorithm that like shark movies just get viewed more. Like it's a whole genre unto itself, the shark attack mm. movie. So mm. it's like he had, it. he had this. Yeah, you guys have seen a few. Yeah. yeah. It's like that he had this script for like a post apocalyptic mutant movie, mm-hmm. but he just threw sharks in at the last second that's inconsequential to the plot just so we could call it Virus Shark and get those shark views. Obviously, this movie exists post COVID nineteen. I mean, unless they just came. The reason why we don't hear the name of the move, name of the this disease. This is probably why we have COVID nineteen. Probably so. Uh, so maybe that's the reason why we don't ever hear Shavid nineteen in the movie itself because they come up with that afterwards and, and pop yeah. that in there just for to get catch some headlines. Po- total possibility. Um, but this movie did come out in what twenty twenty, Jasmine. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty this year. No, 2021. Okay. So it was released in April. Okay. So April. So that means it had to have been filmed last year, filmed last year, most likely during the pandemic, maybe explaining how they were able to get the use of an entire school and its, you know, facilities. Um, Yeah. I I, want to know that story behind the making of this movie. Like, is it a bunch of people who are in the same bubble who weren't so terrified of COVID that they were like, you know what, you know, since we got nothing to do, we're all off of our real life jobs. I bet we could make a movie. Let's make a movie. And I really wonder if that's what, what it is. And I would love to know that story. And I, I kind of, in my brain, that's that's what I'm going with. I hope it wasn't a bunch of people that are just like, ah, that shit ain't real. Let's make a movie. But um, that's Virus Shark. Uh, if either of you have any some final thoughts on it, uh, we'll, before we rate it and put it up on our uh, perfect, uh, exp- ever-expanding, definitive list of greatest shark movies of all time, no dispute, um, we will get to a quiz after y'all's final thoughts. Um, I just want to say the best, um, like, at like FX um, scenes and stuff um, were like the like the ending credits. We talked. We didn't really yes. talk. The ending credits were like the best. Oh yeah, those were good. They were yeah. good. So were it was like a, like a microscope view of a virus like mutating. It was very. Cool. And the very, music was um, good inspiring i would say 
Like, <laughs> uh, you thought the music was good because I literally spent like a good In five minutes end? talking about where. Oh, the music. Okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with the with the ending credits was like super neat and. Can I say? I wonder if. I mean, they had to have edited this movie themselves, whoever made it, and um, then like just paid someone to make the credits. Do you think? I will notice. Yeah, that's a, a $180 budget. They probably spent 100 bucks to outsource the end uh, credits, maybe. I will and- say, in iMovie, when I'm editing things, it's a lot easier to edit scenes like chronologically and edit audio in iMovie. I cannot get credits to scroll properly. They go like real fast. And I cannot, even slowing them down is not slow enough to match with like the music that I have in mind for the end credits. So maybe they couldn't figure out iMovie either and just said, screw it. Omens, you're going to do it for me. Here's a hundred bucks. Cause that's what Shout I'm going to do. Omens. Shout out to Omens. That's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, you mentioned a possibility of a director cameo and maybe he was that guy on the ground, but we do see our director in this movie. Do we? He's he's in the reflection of a computer to monitor. Oh, <laughs> is that him? You can cl- his- well, it's whoever's well, operating the camera in a, a movie this size. I assume it's just one guy. He probably doesn't have a separate camera operator. But plain as day in the reflection, you see the guy behind the camera. He's got a yellow plaid shirt filming the movie. Yeah, on those, those very nice matte computers that they have down there. But as far as overall thoughts on the movie, it. It's not great, which if you've seen it, you know, if you're listening to our conversation, you can probably figure that out too. But it's honestly hard to be too critical of it just because it's so obvious that it is just a fun project that someone is doing. It's either them with their friends or family or aspiring filmmakers getting together, scraping together literally every penny, using the resources they have. And I I love that stuff. I've done that stuff. I mean, that's that's fun so it's hard to really be too critical of it uh the end product's not great but kind of like you've been saying the story behind it is probably more interesting i'm gonna just cut and copy and paste everything you just said when we do the episode on our own movie sometime next year (laughs) i will come back and i will i will do an episode a bonus episode of best of the rest on your shark movie what there you go how about that news break baby oh my (laughs) gosh i'm honored and i pressure's on now uh, so, Got to deliver the movie. So don't be too hard on me when I'm trash talking. That's not all of these do. other actors and about how well, bad their acting is, and they come on on me and be well, like, "Well, now, well, hold on. Now that there's some like expectation put behind our own movie, Jasmine, because I have been talking about it over social media here and there. Um, just a quick update for listeners who don't necessarily follow us on social media. What are you doing? Please follow us on social media. Every little bit helps. Um, it's slow. It's difficult to work around everybody's schedules. We all have in real life jobs in addition, and especially me, like I do a bunch of freaking podcasts for God's sake, um, just scheduling enough people to go on location and fight time as we get later into the year. And it starts to get too cold to do things like jump into a river. Um, it's difficult, but it's moving along slowly. Most of the first act is finished, not edited, but finished filming principal photo- uh, filmography is mostly done we're due to start uh filming the second act this uh in october of this year and if everything goes smoothly and okay hopefully we're just wrapping up act three in november and then just doing a few reshoot reshoots here and there to like add some transitional scenes and that gives me up until summer of 20 
to edit, sound design, uh, give Omens a pass over everything, get get the people that I want for the music, stuff like that. Um, all that stuff's in the works. So it is moving along, but it's moving along at a, it's seemingly a snail's pace. But oh, it's, it is very fun once you actually sit down and start seeing like the fruits of your label come together into one really bad, stupid story. Um, but that's the dream. That is untitled Jawsbreaker shark movie update. First time I think we've actually really talked about it at all in this show. Um, Jasmine, do you want to break the news on who's the star of the show or of the movie? Oliver? Channing Tatum? It's Channing Tatum. You got it Channing is Tatum? Channing. We got Channing Tatum. No, please don't, don't sue us, Channing Tatum. Uh, Jasmine changed her name, Channing Tatum, for the movie. No, uh, there's three titular star, not titular, but there's three stars throughout the movie. Uh, one act focuses on myself, one focuses on Jasmine, one focuses on a third person. Um, we're working with what we got, baby. I would rather not be in it, but, you know, doing what we can to stay alive. Uh, so Have look forward to that time. next year. You know, Jasmine, I think it's important. Like, since it's out there, we're putting it out there. I was kind of hesitant to do that on the show because, you know, just in case it fell apart. It seems like it's going to actually happen in some capacity. So I, I'm comfortable putting it out there more. Um, so maybe we can start doing more updates on that, you know, every time we do a show. Just don't get your expectations up too high, y'all. Oh, gosh. Well, no, it's it's definitely meant to be a bad, a good, bad. Hopefully it's a good, bad shark movie. That's that's my goal with it, but uh, a sweet spot. Please, God willing, help us. Um, so let's move on to the quiz. If you guys got nothing else, let's do it. it. Okay, so this quiz, Mister Logan, in case you're not familiar, is uh, totally necessary. Uh, when Jasmine is being quizzed, it's necessary for her continued membership as a co-host of the show. Uh, so naturally, if you manage to defeat her, Mortal Kombat rules, you climb the ladder and, and get promoted to co-host, and she gets demoted to guest. Um, what an opportunity. Okay. I know, right? So here we go. Here's your chance to earn some stock in the critically acclaimed by four, three to four people on iTunes show, Jawsbreaker. Um, question numero uno. Number one. We know that viruses can jump from animals to humans and sometimes from humans to animals. What kind of virus is this? And the first person to answer, to buzz in, gets the point. What kind of virus? Is capable of jumping from human to animals or animals to human. What type of virus is this? What is this called? Uh, I'll give you a quick hint. We are currently experiencing the ramifications of one such virus in our real world lives for the past COVID-19? COVID-19 is the name of a disease that is not a type of disease. I, don't, I wouldn't know. I'm not a. I don't know. Okay, well, you don't know, Chris. Do you care to take a stab at it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, um, you know, well, you know, like when you uh, when it's I safe and with... you want to go learn about a bunch of animals and you go to a place that has a lot of animals in one spot and you're able to look at them safely, um, with your family. A library. That's where Novel? they keep. Is that where we're getting at, Chris? Is, these is are that the where people keep a lot of animals? I living animals. You read about animals. I heard read about animals. No. That's not what I meant to say if I said it at all. All right. So the I see is, animals at the zoo, sir. They, I, 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 zoo virus? Close. I'm giving, the, ding, 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 I'm giving the point to Chris. He's the closest. Uh, I did not earn that, but thank you. The correct answer is zoonotic. Zoonotic viruses. Like, I'm going to okay, know what you, that is. You made this quiz, so you obviously know the answer. When, did you know that before you looked it up? I actually did because these other diseases called like bird flu and swine flu existed before COVID 19. 
Yeah, well, I don't mm. believe it. Go See, ahead. these yeah. are the type of questions he asks. They're all going to be like this. They're not going to be about the movie. They're going to be related to the movie, and they're going to be real vague. I don't know what... I mean, if I... Okay, Jasmine, you get to win by default if you can tell me where this movie was filmed. I looked it <laughs> up. It didn't tell me. Well, I'm sorry. I guess we're just going to keep America. what I got. Yeah. Chris Logan. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Two points to Chris Logan. Um... Two to nothing. Very few illnesses. Question number two. Very few illnesses can cause someone to bleed from their pores, but it does exist. Can you tell me what it is? Use your knowledge of the English language and medical jargon to get close. Whoever's closest gets the point. An illness that makes you bleed from your pores. Incorrect, sir. Mm. Borealis. Borealis? Do you mean the actor? Poor Borealis. What was his first name? Poor. <laughs> the guy from Bones? What? You said Borealis. What does I that mean? Poor, as in the skin. Skin. Just, I'm guessing here. Oh, poor. Uh, you said Borealis. I thought you meant. Yeah. I said. I thought David Borealis from Bones. Why? Why would. Why, that's irrelevant. That's what um, you said. So think hmm. about it. What's a medical jargon for like. Uh, derm. Oh, blood. Uh, uh, hemo, derma hemo, gastritis. <laughs> derma hemo. Get what he said. Derma hemo. Uh, that's your guess, Jasmine. Give me a guess. Come on. Uh, I'm gonna not copy his at all and say hemo. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Point goes to Chris Logan uh, for being closest. Uh, The correct answer is hematidrosis. So you got hema and you got cis in there. Um, And then hematohydrosis is the other one. These are a very rare conditions that cause you to ooze or sweat blood uh, when you're not otherwise cut or injured. It's just like, you know, on the top of your skin, just like we see in the movie. Don't want uh, that in my Google image history. I, you do not. But good news, I don't know that there's a lot to show because only a few cases have been documented in the 20th century. So very much a kind of mysterious illness that I hope doesn't doesn't ever come back. If it's still around, if it's not still gone, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Question number three. Chris Logan with an outstanding lead of three to nothing. True or false? While being a mutant with one eye seems outlandish, it's actually based in reality. The mythical Greek psychos... Cyclops. <laughs> the mythical Greek cyclops and medieval-type monsters, including trolls or ogres, are either always or sometimes depicted with having the natural state of one eye. This could be because of a very rare condition that happens in nature called what? Wait, I thought it was true or false. What happened? Don't don't think you about said, it too much. You said true or false. Is this a this is a true or false question? A- am I lying? You said called what? You're asking me for the name of a condition or you're asking me true or false? This question. Re- just Sorry. repeat the question. Just say the question. Um okay. Just Not the question. True or false. Hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not struggling as Okay, true or false? While being a mutant with one eye seems outlandish, it's actually based in reality. 
Uh, here's the part where I try to confuse you. The mythical Greek Cyclops and medieval type monsters, including some trolls and ogres, are either always or sometimes depicted as ha having the natural state of one eye. This could be because of a very rare condition that happens in nature called Cyclopia syndrome. True or false? I'm going to say false because you said uh, true. So, well, I, okay. I'm saying there is a condition, there have been animals born with one eye. That is true. Whether or not it's called what Cyclopia? you said. But how does it happen to humans? How does it happen to humans? I'm going to stick with true. I'm just going to stick with true. I'm going to say false. Ding, ding, ding. Chris Logan with, with four in a row. I Ooh. never win these. So Cyclo this isn't anything new on the show. So <laughs> uh, user alert, Cyclopia syndrome is something you do not want to Google unless you just have an obsession with the morbid because you will see pictures of, sh yes, sharks, uh, small animals, because most of them tend to die at birth. Um, these animals with one eye fixed directly in the center of the forehead. It's not even like they had two eye sockets and only one has a uh, fully formed eye. This is like one eye directly in the middle. But has uh, it happened to humans? It has happened to humans, and that will show up in your Google image search if you look for it. And it is it is disturbing. Please, do I beg you. I am warning you now. Do not search for it if you he do not want to see it. so we wouldn't have to. I did it. I've seen it before. That's why I came up with the question, and I wish I never... like. It, haunts haunts your dreams um i feel so terrible for these poor you know babies that are born like this uh none of which very rarely have ever lived for very long for what reason i'm not sure but all righty here now we've come to the last question and this one jasmine believe it or not there's a total of five points in this one question you could come back and win you could tie or win i mean you don't know we'll see um, it's unlikely, but go ahead. Okay. In the movie, researchers are using great white sharks in some capacity to find a cure for the world crippling virus. There is some truth to this. Can you give me a real world example of how sharks can positively impact medicine? Do not say the movie Deep Blue Sea. Damn a it. point, a point for each correct answer and traditional Chinese, traditional with quotation marks, Chinese medicine does not count. An example of sharks being used in research to advance um, medicine. That's what we're looking for. What about uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, regeneration? Okay, Jasmine saying regeneration. Chris, can you give me one? Cancer research. Point to both of you. Excellent work. So, Jasmine, wound healing. Scientists working on the sequencing of the shark genome are trying to understand and possibly adapt to sharks' rapid recovery in wounds to see if it can somehow benefit us. Chris, you said cancer research. That's just an easy layup, sir. Studying of the shark's cancer immune genes is being used for the purpose of combating cancer, which remains one of the oldest and most deadly killers in all of human history. Well, animal history, actually. They found dinosaurs with cancer. Uh, you can tell by their fossils. Anyway, besides the point. Uh, research has shown that some of this awesome shark genes have some overlap with humans, so maybe potentially a cure or a way to combat cancer, which would be, you know, sharks are amazing. Let's just say that. Um, so a point to both of you. Five to one. Jasmine, you're on the board. You still have a chance. Maybe not mathematically, but still in our hearts. Uh, can you give me another one? There's still a couple more floating around here. You can phone a friend. Chris Logan, would you like to phone a friend? Uh, well, I know you said not to use Deep Blue Sea. So I won't say the movie Deep Blue Sea. But Are you friends with LL Cool J? I am good friends. Oh, yes. Wow. Tell him I said what's up. Yeah. Uh, Love him in that movie. 
Mark Strong award winner in that movie. Deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark fin. Who could forget? I mean, better than Venom. Venom. <laughs> uh, yeah, that has been Psycho Man all week. What I was hoping about, you would say that um... in that episode. I hit song will get stuck in your brain and drive you mad. It's not good. It's not the it's worst. Not it's not good. It's, it's not no good. go ninja, go ninja, go. No, I mean, it's not. That gets stuck in your head and you like it. Absolutely. Happy. Jasmine, is, uh, is there anything about like, I don't know how to name it as one thing but is there anything uh, that has to do with like the durability of like the shark skins like is there anything um for like uh like skin grafts or something like that or um, anything okay that's what you're going to... you're going with durability of shark skin and skin grafts uh so if you get into a really bad accident and you need a skin graft yeah. they won't take a patch of skin off your butt they'll take a patch of skin off well, a shark they, and put it well, on they you. use That'd they cool. use fish skin actually in some instances they use if, fish skins to if you burn. say so i didn't realize there was a huge abundance of sharks skin laying around well but i don't know if they Chris, do it for sure you got a guess for me i i've heard that follow me on this journey here i've heard that shark fin soup is like an aphrodisiac so i'm wondering mm, if sharks think... hang on hang on okay all right all right has shark research ever been used for uh, intimacy problems? Um, well, Chris, I'll go ahead and tell you that you are correct that that has been used for that. However, that is not like that is more along the lines of oh, that is medical. medicine. That, <laughs> that is a medical problem. We, uh, we do not support shark fin soup stuff here on this show. Just for the record, it's well, no, not that. I don't know if right. in a different no, way. I understand. Maybe. I have yeah. to put it out there. Um, no, when I said don't use the movie Deep Blue Sea, I meant literally don't use the movie Deep Blue Sea. But there's okay, but I think also Deep Blue movie Deep Blue Alzheimer's. Sea. Ding ding ding! I'm gonna give there a point go. to Chris here, Jasmine. You were close, but so I'll give you a half point. So Chris, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, most notably the plot of the aforementioned Deep Blue Sea, it's actually based in real world science. Researchers are attempting to attach therapeutic proteins onto shark derived antibodies in order to cross the blood brain barrier of the brain to treat both Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Another amazing thing about sharks. Um, Jasmine, you mentioned skin grafts. You are on the right track with the durability of the skin. However, shark skin is being used in scientific research for the purposes of preventing hospital infections. We all know what MRSA is, methicillin resistant okay, streptococcus aureus. Okay, you give me a point here. Come on. And it's give prevalence. Give me the whole point. Give me the whole have, point. I would have Hold gotten anywhere close to that. So I it's think prevalence can. following a nationwide spread, you know, circa 2006, 7, somewhere around there. Scientists have studied the properties of shark skin as a, as a means to combat a bacteria's ability to stick on surfaces. So basically, they're using this micro pattern for surfaces within hospitals. Um, so it's not actually shark skin. It's like a surface modeled after shark skin. And it's proved to be 97% effective in preventing the transmission of bacteria and viruses. Fine, I'll give you a point if, if it makes you, you happy. Because I mean, there there is um, right now for burns and stuff, I do know that they use like fish skins and stuff. To, I have instead I have of one like more. if there's like no skin way to do a skin graft, they'll they'll attach fish scales to uh -huh. help with their regrowth on burns uh -huh. and stuff. If you say so, um, I have one I more so. big one written down. If anybody comes even remotely within close to the ballpark, you get all the points. Okay, Next so we've got cancer, we've got Alzheimer's, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jasmine's locked in at coronavirus. Chris, that's a good guess. Something though. has to do with viruses. That's a good guess. That is bacteria a good guess. and mm. stuff. 
yeah. How about how about this? What if I come up with more words to continue to stall as I <laughs> think of another condition? Uh, blindness cures blindness. Oh my Starks. God! Tenth. I was so excited. I dropped my microphone. 10,000 points to Chris Logan. Oh my God. With a whopping total of 10,006 to two. Chris Logan takes it and is our new co-host for Jawsbreakers. Congratulations. Your contract is in the mail. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So All right, I, bye. age-related eye degeneration, um, <laughs> oh, wow. liver, liver disease, and even fibrosis are a few of the things that scientists have found that shark antibodies are good at combating who would have thought what a, did you google that <laughs> no you're looking at me on the camera wow that's amazing <laughs> good at guessing what an amazing quiz folks uh jasmine better luck next time um, when do i ever win at these quizzes i never you, do when your you, quizzes are when so you hard give, when you give the correct answer that's when you win your quizzes well, are so hard Jasmine, I'm I'm a co-host now. Okay. So that means I'm gonna get to make one of these quizzes and I can lean it your way and get you back in here. And then it'll be wow. you and me hosting the show. Well, how about that? So what's what's like what's what's your what's your favorite movie? Uh, what can I make this quiz about? What is mm, give me something, give me something good here. This is not gonna it work. happened and I do not know what happened, but I lost audio for like she, she, I, she wouldn't be able to tell you what her favorite movie is anyway. <laughs> Jasmine, what's your favorite can, movie of all time? Can you hear me? Can yes, we me? can hear you. Yeah, I lost audio for like I heard Jasmine. I'll create the quiz and then nothing else. Okay, well, while Jasmine that works was on that was your opportunity audio, to win a quiz and it's gone. Uh, well, I'm yeah. so sorry. My I apparently I have an unstable connection and that's just my life. You know, uh, a life that which we all can can um, relate for sure. Um, Moving on, Chris, if you can't hear me, uh, me and you, we will put this movie on the definitive list of shark movies that uh, exist. Not without me. Oh, you can hear me now. Boy, boy, oh boy, is what a... Yes, you can. You didn't say anything. I can. I can't hear you guys now. It was just for like a minute. Oh my God. That I couldn't... I don't even know what happened. It just said interrupted. So the shark movie tier list goes as follows. Starting from number one and working its way all the way down to number 12, we have 47 meters down, uncaged, six-headed shark attack, the reef, house shark, Ouija shark, shark to puss, Santa Jaws, Empire of the Sharks, Planet of the Sharks, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, Avalanche Sharks, and bringing up the rear is Ice Sharks. So we do this rating based on three factors, Chris Logan. Eye roll meter, cheesy factor, and brutality. Um, all of which are open to interpretation. Sometimes cheesiness. I thought we really... had more than three. No, we've had three for this. In... What are I you doing? Like who, who are you? You've lost your co-host chair and you've forgotten the show entirely. I thought there um, was like four of them. Incorrect. Blooding uh, door. That would go into brutality. You just roll that over into brutality. So any of these factors can go into being bad for the movie or good for the movie. For instance, a movie that really leads into its cheese factor, that might work for the movie. Case in point, House Shark. Or a movie that's overly violent, that's meant to be overly violent, it might be off-putting. It might be something bad toward bad for the movie as, the, as an overall experience. It might lean too heavily on that. Um, so that's how we're going to rate it. So first off, 
Jasmine, your eye roll meter. How eye rolly was this movie? I'm going to give it a bad five out of five. A bad five out of five? That's, you don't, you can barely get worse than that by our metrics. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, if I'm rolling my eyes at this movie, it's not for the good reasons. It's not because they said a cheesy line that's just so witty. I can't help but laugh, even though it's dumb. Nothing mm-hmm. like that happening. It's just, uh, what are we doing here? What's the plot? What's I'm not interested. Why? In bad eye rolls. Bad eye rolls. So, bad yeah, eye rolls. I will agree. It, full marks on the bad side of eye rolls. I'm giving this a zero in the eye roll meter. I didn't find myself rolling my eyes once. Um. And I would say I saw a lot of myself within this movie and I felt like uh, it spoke to me on a different level than some of the other movies. But well, you're entitled to that opinion. I'm entitled to my wrong opinion and my score will actually average that down a little. So it's not quite maximum eye roll meter. Um, next up, we have the cheesy factor. I'm going to start this one off. This one was really cheesy. Five out of five bad super duper cheesy and not in a sort of cheesy that makes you chuckle or laugh or like it's not like tongue-in-cheek making fun of itself at all um so yeah five out of five bad cheese or zero out of five good cheese whichever you prefer jasmine or chris go ahead chris (laughs) yeah i mean i don't even know cheesy is not the first word i would use to describe it there is some other adjectives i would use before i get around to cheesy because i usually think of cheesy in the fun way uh and the movie kind of knows what it's doing camp i like campy movies but this isn't checking any of those boxes so i will do zero on this meter yeah this this cheesiness is derived from the fact that it's low budget and the cobbled together cast and writing um so yeah i totally agree with you uh so you got a zero out of five for good cheese. I got a five out of five for bad cheese. Jasmine, how much cheese? It's bad. It's well, I can see where Chris went with a zero, and I can see where you went with a five. It's bad. I just want the the worst. <laughs> so how can I'm, I hurt this movie? Is what I'm putting a big X instead of a numeral <laughs> here. I feel like that's fair. I think we're all you know unanimously in agreement in regards to the cheese factor lastly we have brutality how brutal was this movie how is the blood the gore the death the attacks the violence um and uh chris let's start with you what what did you think not i mean there's some shooting in this movie but no fun squibs or blood splatter Mm -hmm. uh there's mutants and they don't get too violent the 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 one bit of violence or brutality that i genuinely enjoyed was when i said there's that physical shark that kills jojo that that that, you know puppet shark they made i really enjoyed that coming onto the screen and biting her it wasn't super graphic but it was fun i would give that one point for that so one out of five i will say practical effects are very underrated in modern movies and you you see it more often with lower budget films that can't afford like fancy computer graphics uh but I mean, you could see like, I'm, I'm, uh, here's the perfect example of a classic movie that did a lot with very little, like an evil dead. It's practical effects are stunning, especially for the time. And they still kind of hold up. Like we didn't, this is what, 40 years after evil dead, 30 years after evil dead. And this was nowhere near as good as what evil dead was. So now like, respect to the $182. It's impressive to make any kind of movie for that budget. Definitely but agree with you there. You can't curve your scale based on their budget. Sure. Jasmine and cat. Uh, I agree. I was also thinking about giving it a one. 
Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a 0.5 because you made a physical puppet, shark puppet. Use it. They should have just used that thing the whole movie. Yeah. Why did we only get to see it once when it killed Jojo? So mm-hmm. you get a little bit of credit for having it. You lose a lot for using it just once. Um, I like that they were able to get some sort of like CGI sharks in it, but they weren't utilized in a way that was particularly interesting. So, uh, I mean, there was a couple times when they the actual virus shark was like tearing up their communications. If that you was say like, so, if you want to include that, I don't think that is very violent necessarily. I mean, it's not violent, but it was a neat scene. That's just the fact. The- so. I think overall here, I think that 0.75 is what that averages out to. So knowing what we know now, it averages out to about 3.75 in the cheat in the eye roll meter, 0.75 in the brutality, and a big fat X on the cheese factor. But the ultimate question is, where does it fall on our list here? Um, now, I haven't been able to catch every stream, but I did watch Crocosaurus with you guys, or most mm-hmm. of it. And that's pretty low on your list. Yeah, that was like 10, 9? It's, was that it's a... number 10. It's number 10 I, out of 12. I enjoyed that more than Virus Shark. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. Virus Shark is a big, fat, last place for me. Really? Sorry. So using the barometer of um, Croc- Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, number 10, and Jasmine's desire to place it even below Ice Shark, the much maligned Ice Sharks at number 13. Ice Shark had more, um, I mean, more effects and it was more interesting. And the fact like these sharks could use their fins to cut through ice and like, okay, all right, you don't, so much stuff. Okay, I, I understand entirely. You don't have to go on and on and on. Um, I like where Chris is going with this. Um, he's giving it he's giving it some credit here. Is this movie better than the number 11 movie? Because I agree with him. It's not better than Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. That had that movie had actual star power. It had way better effects, however poor they might have been. Um, it had the right kind of cheese. It, it did. It did have a lot of cheesy things. Uh, we don't need to get into that. Like, listen to that episode. Um, it's definitely not better than that. So I'm agreeing that it's definitely below that. Jasmine, you think it below belongs below Avalanche Sharks and Ice Sharks. Is it worse? Do I think it's worse than Avalanche Sharks? Because I've seen both these movies. Um, uh, no, it is not better than Avalanche Sharks. One hundred percent, it is not better than Avalanche Sharks. One hundred percent. In fact, the now shark that I'm, was so much cooler than Avalanche. Yeah. Shark. In fact, now that I'm looking at it, Avalanche Sharks should probably way up higher on this list. But I guess that's a time for another. Maybe that's a, that's a new segment we're gonna have to do where we're each allowed to take one movie and try to re-rank it. Yeah. Maybe we'll this do looks that. like we got a new last place movie. Is that where this is going? Well, we have Ice Sharks at number twelve, which, man, I don't know. This is I didn't I didn't see Ice Sharks, but fins cutting through ice sounds pretty cool. Did I they mean, do that? There was, yes, there was some holes in it, but they had way more effects. And I mean, there, it definitely okay. was more than. Okay. All right. And and. I mean, Ice Sharks had the benefit of being a, and there was an actual gore. sci-fi movie, like the there channel sci-fi. There was more sci-fi. gore in Ice Sharks. I mean, the guy's arm gets taken off and then shows it. And Real quick, I want to point out that for being a sci-fi movie that Ice Sharks is, the acting between it and Virus Shark, not the same. Mm. All right. I'm using that. So the acting's probably on par. They're about the same. They probably draw even. The effects in Ice Sharks were way better. I think it was better. Through, 
the fins cutting through the ice was cool. The shark attacks themselves were gory and, but not realistic in any way. Um, and the story was, didn't, didn't make any sense. Didn't the dialogue was very wooden and the characters were very wooden and, but, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I think we got, was, I mean, there was a lot more We got the answers that we needed from ice sharks. And I mean, some of it didn't make sense, but like the whole entirety of it, 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 it they're like, they're, I'm not left like with all these holes and virus shark that there are. Yeah. Like so, when I watch the end of Ice Sharks, that's the end of the movie. I don't feel like mm-hmm. there should be more to Ice Sharks. Like I feel like there should be well, more to Virus Sharks. Congratulations, Virus Sharks. You land on the bottom of the list at number 13. So that list goes as following uh, from top to bottom 47 meters down, uncaged, still number one. Six headed shark attack, the wreath, house shark at number four, Ouija shark, sharktopus, Santa Jaws at number seven, Empire of the Sharks, Planet of the Sharks. Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus at 10, Avalanche Sharks, Ice Sharks, and coming in, bringing up the rear, number 13, Virus Shark, which, by the way, I need to point out, it's not Virus Sharks, uh, it's Virus Shark, as if there was one main antagonist and it's supposed to be a shark when it really wasn't. They needed more sharks. But uh, congratulations on getting a movie made. It's more than the, any the of The budget us wasn't big done. enough for that last S, so it's mm-hmm. just Virus Shark. They I guess couldn't not. afford the last letter. That's going to be it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Real quick, Chris, give us the spiel again. Run us down. Tell us all the stuff about you, where people can find you, your home address, your telephone number. Um, give us all your your, your first pet, your, the, make a model of your first you, car. You can just uh, tag your socials, so, that, so that'll be fun. That too. That stuff will be in the description as well, but go ahead and say it anyway. Sure. Okay. Yeah. At B-O-T-R cast. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere at B-O-T-R cast. That's where you can find us, find the show, find out what movies we're covering next, get links to the podcast. It's available everywhere. You listen to your podcast, best of the rest. Check us out. It's a good time. It's a positive time. I promise. Absolutely. And I will say that it's a fairly new show. Like you can easily binge and catch up on all the episodes um, and especially check out the Venom episode ahead of uh, Venom. Let there be carnage. Um, for being a new podcast sound quality top notch better than us that's for sure (laughs) better than me i i did like a hundred episodes of let's die and they all sound like garbage um all the way right up until the bitter end but you guys do a great job you still she's exactly (laughs) um you guys do a great job chris thank you so much for being our first guest we've ever had on jaws breakers it's it was amazing to have you you. thank you for spreading to be back sometime yeah, your 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 positivity, one could say, was infectious. Give Uh-oh. us that karma. Jasmine, do you have anything you want to say before we sign off? You know, the only thing I have left to say. Well, I don't say that. You can find Jasmine on twitch.tv slash meteor doll, because I know what he's gonna do. Uh, you can follow us on Jaws underscore show at on Twitter or on our um, network's Instagram page, which is Instapoddog on Instagram. And um, yeah, follow me on Twitch, I guess. If I stream again, twitch.tv slash breaker streams. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and uh, YouTube, Meteor Doll. Meteor Doll at all the things. Descriptions, at descriptions in the description. Links in the That's description. So, nailed it. Just First try. And you know what we say at the end of every episode, Jarmagargar. Yep, we're gonna count down, and we're gonna. All right, all right. We're gonna. Go ahead. Chris, you count it down. Are you, are you ready for it? 
What are we are saying? You ready for it? Smile, smile, you son of a bitch. Okay, I'm ready. So ready. Ready. Three, two, one. Smile, you son of a bitch. Thank you. Have a great night. Great day, wherever you are. Bye. Dance montage. Cue the fade out. All right. Now, how long do you think it'll take um, people, Jasmine, to realize that we actually um, uh, got like a computer program to deep fake Chris Logan's voice into the podcast? It's a pretty great idea, right? Can't afford a mic for Jasmine, but you can afford deep fake technology. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh, my God. It's become self-aware. It's learning. (laughs) All right.